Hey, and welcome there to Puck and Dirty, a new hockey podcast that features myself, David, my friend, Matthew, and our producer and friend, of course, Ryan. He also uh, produces another podcast on this channel called Talking Dirty. You guys should check that out as well. So yeah, I heard I heard Ryan's the best host there, and guy just sucks. Yeah. Hey, I, you didn't I mean, hear it from me. You didn't hear it from me. Yeah, me either. I don't know. But all right. Guy's the man, for sure. This so this podcast, you know, we kind of just started talking like maybe two weeks ago, and I came on. Me and Matt came on talking talking dirty, and we just kind of shot the shit for a couple hours, honestly. And we decided, you know, it might be fun to do this on a weekly, biweekly basis. So we teamed up, and here we are shooting the very first, very first one. So how are you guys feeling? How'd you guys? What'd you guys do today? Matt, you do anything fun in preparation for? Uh, no, I, I just went down to Grist House today. Yeah. You got yeah. trash. Yeah, I had a couple IPAs. Uh, oh, just nice. Two. Very nice. And it, they were that sounds, tasty. That sounds so suburban dad of you. <laughs> uh, I was in my flannel, all dressed up, ready I was to say, go. He looks suburban dad. He kind of fits the board. Oh, oh, hot. I had too many IPAs at the work happy hour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was my old work. Ex-work. Yeah. Ex-work. So, um, so it's weird for me because this is my birthday today. And oh yeah, happy birthday. I for, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. I, birthday, I keep forgetting, dude. Today it's, I feel bad. It's okay. Don't worry. I actually share a birthday with my friend from from college, Joey. So shout out Joey if he ever hears this. It's kind of weird, but league, yeah. Like, yeah, he was in the hockey league at one point. He's no longer in it. My friend Ryan names his team Joey. I think still. Yeah, uh, okay. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it was that at one point. Now well. it's just Joey, I think, right? I, yeah. I don't know if he's changed it. I don't know. We'll get into fantasy hockey yeah, later, we'll though. Get into a bunch of goodies later, but yeah, that's why um, we started this. It's very. I think this is going to be a fun thing. I've always wanted to talk hockey in general, you know. And I know Ryan's kind of new at hockey, or at least he says he doesn't know as that much. So. I think it'd be fun to also kind of educate someone who might not know as much. Yeah, I'm like a I'm a, I'm like a closeted hockey fan because I'll know I'll know hockey stuff, but I won't know I know it until someone else says it. Yeah. So, I mean, it, so, yeah. Like like I, 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 I subconsciously say I really don't know much and then someone will be talking about like I don't know. The Kraken or the pens. I mean you know some yeah, stuff about the Kraken. I'm like, oh yeah, that's uh, right. I forgot yeah, you followed you, them. You, you, you like yeah, hard, got that you got the roster of the Kraken down to the bone. Yeah, dude, I'm a hardcore crackhead. So yeah, like I, yeah. I kind of have to be. Um, uh, but, like, so, real quick side note. Before, I'll, I'm going to let you guys cook for the most part here. Um, but I am currently watching the Rangers-Islanders game. And oh, no yeah. Yet, so I'm going to go and put a first goal bet because they're the most electric bets in hockey. Which oh, yeah. Suggestion. But so last night, me and Matt, uh, Matt, I was at Matt's, and we, I had a bet on McKinnon, McCarr, or Panarin, and literally all three of them took like a million shots, and none of them went in. And Ugh. then finally, on a power play, Cal, uh, Cal McCarr ripped a shot like uh, from the point, and it looked like he scored. And so I started freaking out. Then <laughs> I ended up getting tipped, so I got all mad. I forget who who tipped it, but. Yeah, I, I did see that game was like one nothing like super late into like the second or third. I was like, how the hell is no one on those teams scoring? First, 
It was that, it was the first, but it was like late in the first. Oh, and was it? They, okay, yeah. And there, was, and there was like a million scoring chances that just didn't go in, and all the scoring chances were either McKinnon, McCarr, or Panarin. Yep, <laughs> like it's right. Like, and yeah. Shushkin tipped that goal in just barely. Yeah, well, yeah. speaking of of stuff going on tonight and just like you know hockey in general, so there's a few things I thought was just you know we should bring up in general in hockey. For one, Phil Kessel broke the Iron Man streak. At, I think it was 980 games in a row played. I mean that that's yeah. kind of insane in at all in any sport, let alone the sport where you're like <laughs> flicking around a puck on blades, you know, like. And it's I, just crazy because it's him too. Yeah, well, they, they <laughs> so they did kind of skirt the rule on one game. I I want to say he has he had a kid being born. He started the game and then came out and went immediately to his wife or whatever. So it's kind of. Skirting the rule a little bit, but I mean, I, I don't really care. I, I love Phil Kessel. I, he's just, I think he's him and Crosby are the two jerseys I own of the Penguins, and his is like a legitimate, like, you know, fight strap one. If I could have a dream foursome in golf, Phil Kessel would be one of the slots because of that midway point eating a glizzy with <laughs> Phil Kessel. Oh, yeah. After nine, start eating yes. a glizzy. Dude, he'd have glizzies already pull it up for you you probably have them in the cooler yeah seriously that would be the most electric golf outing ever yeah it'd be pretty that'd be pretty fun phil phil seems like a very good guy but i just want to shout him out he's important honestly i don't think the pens win stanley cups without him uh my second piece of like or uh i'd call it hockey pop culture is biz uh paul bizanet he got called out by ryan reeves during this game's pregame the the Rangers Islanders pregame to fight at rough and rowdy. And I think that'd be fucking sweet if they fought. I think it would be dangerous because those two fighting each other are actual like combatants, not like some drunk redneck with three teeth from West Virginia. You know, like if one of those punches land, they might actually hurt one another. So be fun. And there would be no gloves and you couldn't grab the jersey. But like you can't, you can't grab the jersey, right? Like in boxing? Well, no, but they definitely have gloves. If you didn't have gloves, that'd be bare knuckle, and I feel like you'd definitely die. Yeah, you're right. It's not. All right. I, I'm trying to limit how many times I chime in, but Matt, <laughs> they have gloves. <laughs> Boxers have gloves. Yeah, it's a boxing. Yeah. Rough and Rally's boxing. But not, not like hockey gloves. Is like. Yeah, well, those gloves probably weigh more and more of an impact behind them, if I have to guess. Yeah, uh, my third bit and last bit of, uh, you know, hop, hockey pop culture is the Arizona Coyotes. You guys know how they're playing in like a college uh, arena this year. They have the their, their current uh, away locker rooms are basically just five sheets like curtains just like hanging down. And like it looks embarrassing, like it looks like so corny, like I. I don't know if the Pens are playing there. I think it's like the first four or five games are like that because they'll they'll build something, but just like embarrassing for the league, honestly. Yeah, like they need to move them at that point, right? I mean, the the NHL is not moving from Arizona. They are they're sticking to it, like for sure. I feel like it's this might be a bold take, but it's kind of like bad for environmental purposes to stay in arizona yeah, like, yeah fair 
like just a fact check real quick. The next games are Winnipeg, Rangers, Panthers, and Stars in Arizona. <laughs> okay, so they'll have to suffer. Sucks to be them. I'm glad it's not the Pens. I knew the Pens were on a Western uh, Western Coast trip. I wasn't sure if they were going there as well. I think though Arizona needs to work out a deal with like their option one should be stay there because the fan base there is great. Like yeah, Austin Matthews was born there or something. Yeah, he was. He's from that area. Yeah. I agree. I don't think they should pull out. I think that's a bad move. I think you Arizona and Phoenix in general, that Glendale area, that they have a lot of people there. So like, yeah, that's like a big. He's got to get a good team and good management. I I kind of blame the front office there because. I think they were evicted essentially from their previous arena. So that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, fact check. I'm going to be the fact check guy. Fact check. Austin Matthews, born in California, moved oh. to Scottsdale, Arizona as a baby. Scottsdale. Yeah. That's that's it, what it is. So he was raised in Arizona, I guess. Yeah, basically. I think he is a, a military kid. I don't actually know that. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's all I got for, like, hockey – culture really i mostly stuff from today i saw that was pretty fun um the next segment i mean i would like to discuss the penguins matt if you'd like to talk about columbus as well we could take it one team at a time start with the better one penguins obviously um, uh, the jackets yeah they uh yeah <laughs> yeah too bad too bad this is a yinzer podcast matthew yeah i know i know um i'll respect it so yeah so i mean the penguins they started off strong i mean they're Sid's on another level as usual. He has like 11 points in seven games. Pens are in the top of the Metro. It's only seven games in. It's a super small sample size, but I mean, you got to like what you see for the most part. Last two games, they looked kind of, kind of ass. I'm not going to lie. Flames, I think it was like 17 shots to one in the first period or maybe even more. I mean, that's just, you're clearly not executing whatever game plan you have if you're not getting any shots on net. Um, I kind of attribute that to some of the injuries they've had, um, like Teddy Bluberger, Bluger, Bluger, Bluger. Bluger. Yeah, Bluger. it's hard to say. And Jake, uh, Jake Gensel. Um, Teddy was actually placed on LTIR retroactively recently, which is kind of a good thing for cap relief, but it means we got to call up one of these like kind of suspect guys from the ahl who might not even have a contract beyond these years who knows so those guys it was samuel samuel polian 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 i think it's polian he uh he was a 2019 first round draft by the pen so he in theory should be able to like you know his trajectory as a first round pick he should be uh able to crack the lineup here pretty soon um the other other guy was drake cagula i think his name was Kajula. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not good with names. Kajula. <laughs> yeah, so he he plays like seven, eight minutes a night. He's not getting a lot of time. I mean, I kind of attribute that to their losses. I mean, the Pens lost six to three and then four to one. Uh they were winning against Edmonton and it looked like they had them on the ropes and then like the second period they let up twenty shots or like twenty four shots and it's like same thing with the first against the Flames. It's just like Whatever structure they have, maybe they can't execute it without these players because, I mean, they are important players. Jake Gensel, Teddy, I mean, they're Teddy's huge. I mean, he's probably one of Sully's favorite guys on the pens. 
Uh, my opinion on the Pens, though, like with their two most recent losses, is like they shouldn't freak out because the Flames Definitely. and the Oilers are like cream of the crop out of the West. It's and, true. Like, no, they, you're right. Like the Pens are still beating teams like the Kings, who I think are a playoff team. Uh, the Jackets, they've. Uh, we'll get into that in a moment. Yeah, yeah. They beat the Lightning, and then. They also destroyed the Coyotes, which, like, yeah, we agreed that, like, the Coyotes are going through some stuff right now. Yeah, they're awful. Who, I mean, did, who did we wreck uh, last week? But we're recording the podcast. We won, like, 6-2. to two. Who, who did we play that? I think it was the Coyotes. It was the Kings. Wasn't it? Oh, it was the yeah. Kings. It was Kings. 6-1 right. to one was the final. Was. Yeah, that yes. happened while we were recording. And we just kept saying, oh, he scored. Oh, he scored. <laughs> it yeah. Crazy. And it's like, it's what I'm, like, what you said, Matt, like, how no reason to panic. It's kind of what I'm getting at. You know, it's like two injuries to two very important guys on our team. It's, I mean, it's hard to come, even in any league, it's hard to have that much depth, you know, to fill those roles. And the Pens have definitely spent their draft capital on championships, not getting people in the system, you know. Yeah, and also a point on the Pens, they have, I'm looking at their schedule right now, they're on a road trip, and this is their third out of their fifth yep. game, so like the road trips are always tough, both a fun time and a tough time, just I to mean, like, yeah. get focused on the road, you're traveling, I don't know, they're pros nowadays, so like. I mean, you gotta go back, travel still, in time, you know, like the the t- hour differential, that, that affects people, I mean, I'm. Yeah, you gotta wake up at different hours and break that sleep cycle up. Like, and it's a long trip too. I mean, I don't know. You have to go through customs if you're going to a Canadian team. That's why they do it this way. They do like a coat, like a trip. You know. Yeah, they're on like a Canada, and then they're coming back through Seattle on the t- Saturday. Yeah, so that'll be a fun game to watch, Ryan. Pens versus definitely crackheads. <laughs> I last last year I was at the crackhead penguin game in Pittsburgh. I wore my Gentle jersey. I was cheering for the fans, obviously. Of course. But I buy my crackhead hat on, and I, I think I said this on my podcast already, but I think you did. So many, yeah, so many people kept coming up and like just giving me shit for it, and I just kept replying, "I don't know what to tell you, I'm a crackhead." <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And, and everyone turned from like being like, "Dude, what are you wearing that hat for?" To like, "All right, that's pretty funny." Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's clever. It passes passes the sniff check or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, to finish out this this road trip, they're going to play the the Kraken, which I think probably better than Vancouver. Vancouver looks awful. I hope they can sneak away with both wins. I mean, missing some guys, it sucks. But I mean, I'm hoping Jari comes back from that game from uh, what you call it, Edmonton, where he let in six goals. I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't really don't have another option because. Smith, I, hate yeah. I hate him. Yeah, I, I want to like him. And, like, he had some good moments last year. But I feel After like, like we could have. He's done. He can't. You can't. He, he doesn't play good back to back. Yeah, he, he gets injured a lot, too. Um, yeah, that, too. Yeah. He, I can't he remember how many games. He, he, or, yeah, durability for sure. I, like, I think he has only a. I hope it's only a one year contract with us because, like, oh, he gets sure. paid. 1.8. Oh, it's two years. 
Yeah, I he gets po- paid 1.8 for two years. I mean, I feel like we could find a serviceable alternative. Like You'd probably have to pay, like, in the goalie market nowadays, like, three mil, though, for, like, a backup. No, that's, I no. Have, I have a decent cap, though. I, I think the move is pay, like, your starter five to six, and then the backup like three to get two quality. Okay, tendies. well, yeah, okay, that's yeah. fair. Get two. Currently, Jari tendies. only makes like three and a half, I I think. The so he's gonna be due for a. He needs up, a raise for up, sure. Up, yeah, because he's been playing his ass off too. He's been playing very well. When's Jari's contract up? It's this year. After this year, he's probably oh, gonna man. get paid that six million. But I mean, at that point, then we're. It's just, I mean, I, I don't love him, but I, I, I think he's serviceable. I think Jari's pretty. No, solid. no, sorry, I meant, I meant yeah. to Smith. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Smith. Yeah, he, and as long as, like, Jari doesn't start letting in a lot of goals or something, like. Yeah, I mean, as long as he doesn't have like, I don't know, just bad few games, we'll be fine. Yeah. Um need the defense to hold up in front of him too is there any injuries down that line no not yet i mean pens almost have too many defensemen so if the if anywhere i think that is a place where they have a strength and depth is their defenseman hey they might even move one before uh the end of the deadline here who knows it could be like marcus Pedersen makes some cap space or some shit i don't know who knows? Jari next year. Or I even Dumo. Like, I've heard rumblings very, like, not big rumblings, but def- definite rum- rumblings about people aren't happy with Dumo anymore. And I was like, I think he's all right. I think he's like a shutdown guy, but yeah. Um, I like to be flashy, though, once Latang is gone in, like, what, three years? Yeah, that's a while, though. That's when the cup window officially is closed. closes and we're ready, and we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Move on. That yeah. Speaking of future, so uh, the this would be this is my last point on the pens really because talk about some of the recent stuff to talk. It's beginning of the season, so just think of like expectations of their record. Like I hope and I'm thinking they I think they can put up 50 wins in, in with their current roster as long as it doesn't get too derail, derailed by injuries. I think these guys are are gonna want to play for like the big three here, the the Crosby, Malkin, Latang. I think these, and honestly, I'd even throw Dumo into that at this point. Dumo's been there a long time. I think people might want to win for these guys, these young guys, and prove something here. I, I think they could the win new fifty. Guy, like he wants to win a cup, and I, I don't have yeah. any doubt in that. He was in Montreal. He got so close. And true, like. He he'll be raring for a cup. Like that's another that's a good great point. acquisition by the Penguins. I season. I did like it as well. I know everyone always has grumblings and complaints, but I think Petri Petri adds more than uh, John Marino was, or uh, I can't remember her. I always forget this guy, and I loved him. He was from Florida. That guy. Oh, Matheson. Matheson. Yeah, I loved Matheson. He could skate with the puck. He he was fun to watch. He was another guy that was hurt a lot though. I feel like Dunkle, shout out Dunkle, had a a lot of gripes with him. I always defended him. I'll defend a, pl- a playmaking defenseman because I I love watching it. That's why I love Kale McCarr. Just like watching him skirt the line, the the blue line. It's just I just love it. The best player in the NHL, right? Yeah, exactly. You heard it here. You heard it here first. 
Dave DeJoya. Yeah, I don't know if you're the first one ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I said it last week. You know what? No, yeah, for, for views, David DeJoya is the first one who said it. I'm, I'm the first one that I've heard that said it. Yeah. Uh, so you want to, Matt, so like I, I'm pretty much through my, my talking points on the pens. You want to take it over the jackets or you got anything else? Uh, what do you, what I'm, do you think the pens finish? How many wins since this is, you're a, I, I can't, a, I can't do math very well. So there's 82 like, games in the season. <laughs> yeah. <just> uh, <laughs> like 50 ish. You think they go, so you think they put up a hundred point season here? Like 95 to 100 range, I'd say. I don't know. Okay. okay. I'm just curious. Just may, looking back on stuff, we can see how wrong or how right we were. Yeah. You want to take it out of jackets now? I'll let you. Yeah, well. Let cook. Need a second. Okay. No worries. Sorry, I'm like very under... Prepared. It's okay. I, I mean, I can tell you from stuff I've watched recently about them. I mean, but, I don't think Columbus is going to be a great team. I just, I don't want to be the one to say that because it's just, why, why, well, who would just want to listen to me shit on a team? It's just, all right, little brother right. there. Well, yeah, it is little brother. The, ja- the jackets. I feel like we all had, as a fan base, had high expectations, like going into the season with the acquisition of Johnny Hockey. He's been getting he's a point per game pace like he's doing his job basically and under what he did last season though but but still like he's putting a point per game and that's what you're paying him to do and like basically i think some of the guys surrounding him need to step up like young dudes like kent johnson and Chine or yeah chinikov both mm-hmm. of them are putting up points this year, and some some of the other guys like Sillinger and maybe give Foodie some more of a chance to play. I, I'll say time if they're ready. Like I like everyone develops differently, and you don't want to rush someone's development in their professional hockey career. True. So, like they should take time with the young guys and maybe not like the the cup is always the goal every season but like i guess the the squad that they got on paper could develop into something really good i mean i i agree in terms of like someone needs to step up i'm gonna say patrick line needs to step up i mean he was supposed to be this sniper guy and ever since he's gotten to columbus he's been just getting hurt and yeah that's like honestly he only had one he's how long has he been there like three years and only the one year he was a point per game and i think was, it was still last didn't year play all that much yeah it was last year yeah. and, and he only played 56 games last year it's like this guy is also got injured already this year it's like he, yeah i think he's of all people seasons. needs to step up he's, he's definitely played. one He's played two seasons, or not two seasons, two games with Columbus this year and has one goal. So, like, that's, like, underperforming his goal. I say also underperforming is not being healthy, you know? Yeah. Especially, he gets paid seven and a half million. It's a lot of money. That is. But, like, when he's healthy and if he gets healthy at the right times, the Jackets could, like, make a run. 
basically. I don't know about that. Like maybe first or second round of the playoffs, I'd put them at like. I'd give that their ceiling for sure. Yeah, ceiling like that. And then maybe. Yeah, 40, I'd... 44 to 47 wins. <laughs> You're insane. No way. You don't think? That, I, I mean, that puts them in like probably A the wild third. Card. No, I I don't know if it's wild card. It's like the third spot, I'd say, around in the Metro. Because you th- figure the top team has like 100 to 110 points. Second place has 105 to 100-ish. Third place probably has not 90 range, 99 range. Yeah, that's why I'm saying they're going to be like... I don't think they're that good. 40, I think 42 to 44 wins, I'd say, if I had to do the math right. I'd give them 35 35 wins. I think they're a 70-point team bottom of the NHL. I mean, 70 is not even that bad. 50 is, like, putrid. And I'm pretty sure we got to that, like, last year. I just don't see much improvement from this year to last year besides getting Johnny Hockey. And we all know it's hockey. If one player does not make a team, like... It's true. Like, Crosby... Look how many years Crosby had Malkin, Latang, and all that help, and... He's definitely better than Gaudreau, without a doubt, and he did not win cups with a better roster than this. I'm just saying they got to fight a bloodbath to get out of the Metro. I don't know if they can make 40 wins. I'd give 40 wins as the maximum. I'm going to say 42, 43 wins is my final for the Jackets, just because, like, I think it's a second-year coach a new mix-up of guys on the roster. They're still building chemistry, and there's a lot of potential there with the young dudes. I like it. I like it. I mean, I do agree. They have those young guys. And, like, even Jack Rostovic, I mean, he's pretty decent. I think he kind of needs to step up. Um, I mean, when he was acquired for Dubois, I I thought he was was a lot better, but... Maybe it was Dubois that wasn't as good. Maybe like why that. I mean, they got Line even. A too. Yeah, but I mean, like, Line A was my other guy that needs to step it up. So like, yeah, that's what sure. I'm saying. It's like maybe the trade was more even because these players weren't as good as I initially thought. I mean, Dubois might be having a better season. I don't know right now, but uh, we could like get into individual players in the fantasy hockey segment or something. Yeah, it works. Well, that's a good idea, actually, Matt. I like that. Uh, you got anything else on the jackets? I mean... Wait, shocking. I just need to write down the time. Matt finally had a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. I had the some rising stocks and low, falling stocks then maybe for hockey we could talk about. That kind of fits in with what you're saying there. Uh, you got anything else for the jackets, Matt? I think. I mean, I think we both kind of no, agree I, I on the ceiling. Nothing else... For the Jackets. Uh, I don't think they're, like, The Blackhawks are rebuilding, so, like, it's hard to watch that right yeah, now. They so. are the worst team in the league. Like, they are purposely, like, building this roster to lose. Like, yeah, it sucks for Kane. Connor Bedard. But. Bedard's supposed to be worth it, so. Think about all those Stanley Cups he'll win. Um, so you got nothing, nothing else for nah, Jack? You want to talk about Hawks? I, I didn't really think nah, I, I'm, the Hawks. They're not really interesting, honestly. They're gonna be shitty. Yeah, they have. <laughs> n- if they make the 
playoffs, I'd be shocked. I'd shit my pants. Okay. That's, that's, that is true. I, I kind of agree there. I might shit my pants as well. Um, so you guys, I, you guys can't be around here shitting pants at our age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You might need to uh, go to the doctor. <laughs> we're not geriatric yet. Shout Incontinent. Grandparents out there. <laughs> um, so I was, I was just going to do like a, a little review of some of the teams I was watching. In, uh, it's like a six, seven games. Most of these people have played or teams have played. Um, Matt, you're welcome to chime in as I go down my list of teams. I'm going to start All in right. the Atlantic once again. Um, the Bruins are someone I'd like to really like pump their, their tires. Cause Linus Allmark is single-handedly winning me fantasy hockey right now. He has taken over the net from Swayman. Who's looked awful this season. And they're, that team is like, they're playing for their new coach. Like they are missing Marshan, Charlie McAvoy, McVoy, whatever the hell his name McAvoy. is. I swear I watch hockey. I'm just not good at names. Um, Start learning the numbers, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, like, I I don't think either of us originally picked them for playoffs, actually. Or, like, Bruins, I had teams. not in my top three. Yeah, I have, a, I have it marked, and neither of us picked yeah. them, but... I'm looking to. I mean, they're, they're definitely someone to watch. Uh, I mean, they might, they might be, like, I don't know. They could be sneaking in there. I will say that the their strength of schedule that they've played has not been great. If I recall correctly, it's been kind of subpar teams. I mean, if they can continue their success, though, I mean, sky's the limit, right? Pasta's been doing great. You got, Pasta. yeah. It's a great dish. Yeah, even better hockey player. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. You got any, you want anything else for Boston? I'm just gonna keep rolling. If you no, no, nah, nah, I got nothing for the next Bruins. team that I I want to talk about is Buffalo. And stop me if you've heard this before, but they start they're starting off strong. I think this is the third year in a row now, and we we haven't hit the point where the wheels have fallen off the wagon. But when we do, I'll be there. Uh, I hope it doesn't because I actually like this team. But just looking down top down, they are not built to for an 82 game, you know, season to, to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree with the Sabres. Like they're really young and like they're in a similar situation as the CBJ where like they got some like young talent and I, in a playoff run, like you can't just rely on that to win. I, they're definitely one of the best off teams cause they have, an insane amount of cap space and a lot of young guys, like you said. So (laughs) two, three years from now, who knows? Like I like Alex Tuke. I like Olsen, um, Middlestat. I I hope he takes a step forward. Tage Thompson, apparently like Buffalo knows what they're doing there. Sign him to a huge deal. If they can build around that and uh, Rasmus Dahlin, who scored like five, go- I think it's five yeah. goals in five games, which is an NHL record for a defenseman to start a season. I was Pretty just about to talk crazy. about him. Yeah, Dahlin. go for it. Like, yeah. I think the future of NHL defensemen, besides your guy, Kale McCarr, <laughs> is uh, Dahlin and Mo Sider from the Red Wings. So, like, 
I think those are the next two best defensemen in the league. Like, it's crazy that Darlene's been playing in the league for like four years already. He's 22. Yeah. He's he, been playing he for like, he got super shit young. on early when he was young too. Like, I mean, they're still I, getting I don't know. Let's, let's be real. But like now he's putting up points and like he could put the team on his back if he had some cap space to work with, you know? I mean, they got like, a lot of cap space. Exactly. Who knows? Like, if they, they want to give up the capital signing. for the team, they could. Yeah. Hey, maybe Patty Kane goes there. Isn't he from Buffalo? Yeah. I mean, maybe he comes in free agency and plays with Alex Tuke. That'd be pretty sick. I'd, I'd watch that team. I would, too. They're pretty diehard fans there. As in all sports. I mean, Bill's Mafia or whatever as well. Uh, I just traded Josh Allen. That's totally off topic, but... Yeah, you just got... No, you didn't get... I might have got fleeced. No, it was a weird trade, and I was just like, all right. Not what I expected on a Wednesday in October. It's not like you traded Chris McCaffrey during his best, like, season. And I won that year. I won that year, so, like... Flukes happen, people. Flukes happen. They call me Flukas for a reason. (laughs) Shout out Smash Bros. Hey, Video game topic later. Shout out video games. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm just gonna keep rolling. Uh, my okay, real quick, I, thought, I just want to note. I might put this in the notes for the episode. You're like, shout out video games. <laughs> video yeah, games have done shout, nothing wrong. Shout out the video games. <laughs> we all play them. We all love them. Um. So that, that what else was I talking Atlantic? Oh, uh, the three bottom teams right now in the Atlantic. I, I bet you won't guess them. Just based off of who who you think they can are. I best, can, I, can I can I go for since it? I don't know since I don't know hockey. Yeah, go. And then, I, and then, do you need to know? I'll, I'll, I'll guess it. Then Matt, you can correct me. Go uh, for it. Atlantic. I feel like that's like, like Boston division. Yeah, I feel like the way you said that is, is the Hurricanes Metro or Atlantic. No, they're Metro. They're with us. Uh, I was going to say Hurricanes. I, I can read off some of the teams if you want, but... Yeah, yeah, because I'm... I so, usually, like, so uh, I'm in no particular order, Detroit... The Panthers? The, yeah, Panthers. so... Panthers Are they one, one of the bottom three teams? They're actually number two right now, so not them. Oh, I see. I, I'm just thinking of good teams in that division, so you There's can, another Florida team that is in the bottom three oh, that Lightning. you... Yeah. yeah. Lightning, I didn't know. And two Canadian teams... Leaves, leaves in in yeah Montreal. So I mean Montreal as expected, but leaves in Tampa Bay. I mean off to terrible starts for them. For any aspirations they have, I mean they like I we've been talking about their division is really really good this year. Like in, on paper, Ottawa won the Stanley Cup, the paper Stanley Cup. You know, like off season Stanley Cup, whatever people call that. You know. And so, I mean, Detroit added too. So it's like these teams are better. Tampa definitely lost players. I don't know. If it, I I picked them. No wait, no. Actually, neither of us picked them to be in the playoffs, Matt. Who I can't. They weren't one of my guarantees, and you didn't pick them as well. The so, Senators. Tampa Bay. Tampa, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, Montreal expect to be there. Leaves. I mean, leaves always start slow. I feel like yeah, and. Th- they always panic because they're like ass. the giant Canadian market. Like, it's like New York here, you know? It's like, oh, 
they suck. It's like, no, you guys are just, you know, not, not playing well. It just happens. It's hockey. Yeah. Like, I think the fan base in Toronto needs to just, like, chill. Yeah, but they definitely won't because they're crazy Canadian people. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, moving along to the Metro. Uh, I mean, to me, all is right in the Metro. The Pens are at the top. They're get, probably going to be competing for the one of the top two spots. Uh, like we talked about earlier, they have this Western culture. Western culture. I don't know why I keep saying that. Maybe it's CNN. That's why. Call it Western culture. <laughs> uh, but um, they they have the Western trip coming up. I mean, points are premium at this in this division in this league. Like they need to to win a game or at least go into overtime and get a point or two here. Um, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, how salary cap hell is kind of making their, their roster moves difficult with Teddy and Jake. It's good that they could place Teddy on uh, retroactive LTIR, which is just, Hey, he was hurt for this extended period of time on this day, which was October 11th. We're going to put him on IR and get cap relief. So you can call up players from the minors, which is, what we did which is like be. the proper way of doing ir and not doing a kucherov yeah well yeah that one that's a whole other topic we can spend a whole session to talk about because yeah, i maybe episode cap, four <laughs> it's called cap gym, gymnastics I, I don't know who coined that phrase but that is what it is um but yeah i mean the pens i i hope they can put something together here i think they're one of the top two teams i i think uh yeah, I think that's not really a surprise to anyone. Um, someone who, or a team that is a surprise, is definitely the Flyers. Um, I think, Matt, you said earlier how playing for were, a coach, you know. Play, or, that was a sleeper okay. team of mine. Yeah, I, they're playing well, and honestly, they look good under torts. I mean, I don't think they're the best team talent-wise, especially with some of the injuries they've had. And, like, Ryan Ellis might not even play this year, and he was the guy they added. Pretty sure they traded for him and he has yet to play like 30 games maybe it's he's supposed to be a real good guy a uh, real good player defensive man uh, I know atkinson had that past chemistry with torts too that's true i, I that's, that's true a, like communication factor right there and he's a veteran guy he might help you know communicate torts message down yeah i mean i i think torts is that kind of coach like him or hate him uh, he motivates his guys. He can get a lot out of his people, but as you've seen in Columbus, you can also get nothing out of them in shit effort. Like someone maybe like I would call out, I'd call it Duval and Line. I was going to call those two players out is they kind of, you know, shrunk when a coach like with that kind of personality was there. So I but, think maybe the Flyers needed it. They've been underperforming for the last two years, so honestly, maybe someone who can motivate them to play well. Yeah. Prove some of us wrong. I wouldn't love them to prove me wrong, but it would definitely make our, our rivalry way more interesting and more fun to watch. So, gotta say, I, I like it. How's uh, Carter Hart been looking? Uh, Good question. I didn't four, really... four. He's four now. Uh, I just pulled it up, actually. But, like... That's good for your fantasy team, Ryan. Oh, yeah, you got him. Caught a hat. Killing it. It's yeah. good. Surprising. I, I was so late on getting goalies that. I like, was. At one point, I was looking for goalies that are going to be starters. 
Yeah, that's like, kind of what I, you I, do. I, I did not trust Carter Hart, but so far, so good. Yeah, that was I, value right now. Uh, yeah, you can even trade him. That's a great call. We'll get we'll get into that on our fancy uh, spot. Um, so yeah, Flyers. I mean, that is part of their talent, though. They do have some talent there, and I would I, like I we I said before, I like, would definitely love to see them be good, just so we can kick their ass and rub it in their face more. <laughs> um. So yeah. The next team is the Rangers. Um, these are this is a team that we both picked um, to go pretty far, I think, to make it. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, I wouldn't say panic yet, but they kind of aren't looking great <laughs> in the standings. Um, They're losing one nothing to the Isles right now. Oh, did they score? I didn't see. Yeah, it looks good. Like I kind of want the Islanders to win. I think they're underrated. We discussed that last pod, actually. Um, but I, I I just I don't the Rangers are not looking amazing like I I don't Igor has not been playing as well as he was for the playoffs where he kind of single handedly bounced the Penguins but uh I mean you see now <laughs> they got scored on by the Islanders first not great yeah um and that but, first goal shifts a lot of momentum you know like in yeah. a hockey game. And look at someone just popped up. They're o two and o two and two when allowing the first goal. So they've never won a game. Um, I I think something that is like kind of the Rangers' issue is how reliant they are on Mika Zibanejad and his line to score, or they just lose the game. Like it's it seems feast or famine for him. And like I honestly the start the season I was betting him to score goals and he was doing it and I was making money and I was like, Holy shit. But the well dries up pretty quickly with him. And I mean, yeah, he's still a threat to score every night, but if he doesn't, I don't know if the Rangers will win. It's just, it seems that way. I, I agree with that. And I think uh, me and Ryan were watching last night and Panarin was on the second line and they're trying to distribute the wealth a little bit. Like mm-hmm. Ryan, I don't know if you have anything to say about watching, but uh, I, yeah, that's why I'm muted. I was about to say the exact thing. So never mind. Oh, shit. And well, um, I, well, I also say real quick too, Dave, you're right. Cause I've had zibs on my team for the last few years, fantasy wise. And he's so streaky. Yeah. It's, it's like, weird. Like, like he'll go, he'll go like, three, four, I mean, five games in a row with, like, scoring or getting, like, multiple points, and then just, like, three weeks without anything. Yeah. It, it, he. I mean, he's a dynamic, quick, young player, but, like, I, I just feel like they're far too reliant on him. And, like, I, I have their their roster pulled up here, and he's playing with Kreider and Kako, it looks like, right now. Kreider's been doing Kreider, good, like. He's a good scorer. Kreider overachieved super fucking hard last year. Yeah, and I I don't think he's that good. Kako, I think he's good, but like I think he's like a thirty goal goal scorer good. So yeah, that's, not that's, like awesome Matthew level goal. Yeah, scorer. I don't think he's forty goals every year because that that was insane. I don't know what his shooting percentage was, but I bet it was abnormally high. Um, Kako, I mean, I I I feel like I give up. I gave up on him, but. He's still a young guy. Yeah, so he's I mean, yeah, only like twenty-ish or something. I don't know. Yeah. 
I think I think they should go back to the. It worked last year well. The Panarin Zibs on the same line. I just think like yeah. Matt was saying. Matt was saying last night they were distributing the talent around the different uh, lines. I thought that was just stupid because their line did very very well last year. I and that that's actually me. solely. I can't just bring up fantasy because I know there's a thing later. But I I literally drafted them back to back solely because I was like, oh maybe they'll be on the same line again, and they were just so good last year with it that like it'd be huge. It makes sense, doubling up, honestly. Yeah, I don't think that brings me back to the Panarin point. Uh, I don't think the Rangers have the center depth to support that two-line like separation of talent. You don't? The, Trocek's on their second line. You don't think he's good enough? Uh, like, to play enough. with Panarin, like, Panarin is elite, you know? Like, he's superstar. And Great. Zibs is also elite superstar level. I think Trocek is, like, if we're relating this to, like, Chell or something, like an elite player, a franchise player, maybe not a franchise player. That might be a stretch for Trocek. Now, Fran, he's definitely, I wouldn't even call him elite. He's definitely a top six guy yeah. who might be a little bit, like, he has a scoring touch. Uh, I, I, I don't think he's, like, top. 50 of the league scoring touch, but I think he can put points in and he's fine for a second line. Maybe a little bit too defensive, but maybe that's the game Rangers would rather play. Yeah, maybe they need that extra help because Adam Fox can't like do it all on the back end. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No one can. Yeah. It's tough like, to do. Defend a whole sheet of ice. Yeah, seriously. And like Trocek and him on the ice together. Like if Fox steps up and Trocek drops back. That would mm-hmm. be like good scenario for them, but and yeah, you know. I, I to summarize them though, I, I think that they need to get their offense going. Besides him, I mean, they're not going to have a great year if they don't. I mean, where are they at now in these rankings? They, they'd be below the playoff line, uh, so definitely, definitely need to step it up. Um, so I got this Western Conference now. I got. Not as many notes on these. I don't really follow the Western Co- Conference as close, but I don't know if either of you two do either. But yeah, I might follow it a little bit. Sadly, probably... sadly, all my hockey knowledge is in stuck in the East. So <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I know Trevor Zegers and the, the Crackheads. Outside of the go. Crackheads and Trevor Zegers, I don't know not, nothing. Uh, so I mean, you then you don't know about Dallas, who is the next team I was gonna uh, bring up. Um, they are having one of the best starts of the season as well. They're four, two and one. They look pretty dang good. They're plus eight goal differential. I mean, they've lost a few games recently, but I mean, I don't think it's anything to really panic about. Uh, I, I think I brought up this one guy, Lundqvist or Lundqvist. I, I, I think I mentioned that they traded for him in the off season, him and Marchment, who is a guy I wish I drafted in fancy hockey. Uh, they are, great additions to this team and they they're kind of bringing the team alive uh jake ottinger also he's their goalie he's playing insane he has only five goals allowed in four games um honestly they might be a little underrated right now on most people's radar if jamie ben and and uh tyler sagan get their scoring going which they've proved they have in the past i mean this team could be scary like they really could be i I think that bubble mentality with fans bubble man t- mentality yeah like when, when they went they, to the cup yeah 
I mean, yeah, I mean, about that on the last pod a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think they're underrated, and I think people might take them lightly, which will allow them to win more games than they should, or maybe not that they should. They they have the talent, but it's just pe- about the guys playing well. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like Getting shit. If, if, I, if you stuff. if you tell me that like Jamie Ben's on the Penguins third line, I'd be like, holy shit, we must be deep deep as hell. Like, I mean, they're they're pretty good. Like. Yeah. Rupe Hints is another guy that isn't playing pretty dang well for the last few seasons. It's underrated. I I think their their whole team, like top down, is pretty underrated. We'll we'll see how they do this Heiskanen, year. he's a stud. He's put, averaging like twenty four minutes, almost twenty five minutes of ice time. How many Heiskanen? Miro Heiskanen. I'm trying defenseman to... number four. Oh, 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 oh. Is he still on the... Yeah, he's still on Dallas. He's like a solid defenseman, man. Is he really on... Man, I... Ryan Suter's down there now. Ryan Suter's been down there for a little while, too. Yeah, that uh, Hawkenpah guy, like, in uh, fantasy, he was a good pickup for a couple years. Oh, yeah. Oh, Miro. Sorry, I just realized who you're referring to. Yeah, but like Dallas, I agree they're they're a good team. Like I don't underrated know if, for sure. Don't know if we had that no tops. No, yeah, neither of us had them. I I feel like I might have mentioned them as underdogger, but I I don't I don't know. Um, I mean, it's early still though. So. Yeah, granted, this is all in a very very short uh span of time here, but I mean, what we've seen from them, I think they look good. Um. Next, next on the list, team that's looking really awful. That I we didn't pick to go to the the playoffs, but maybe I think people thought they'd do better. Is the Minnesota Wild? I mean, uh, if I had to guess, that's what it would have been. Uh, like they are, they are digging themselves in a pretty big hole. Uh, they're as as of right now, I think they're two, three, and one. They're a minus six goal differential. That's pretty bad for early start. Twenty eight goals allowed in those games. Only in only six games. I mean, they 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 gotta get it together. I, I'd love to see Flurry, you know, in the playoffs again. He Flurry has some swag though. Like if you ever see his goalie kit, he looks good when he's in net. Hey, yeah, like you can't deny that. And he's a character and loves what he does. You know, definitely strong bias. I I I'd, I'd like to see Minnesota do good. They just have never ever put a team together that's been yeah. I always choke. I don't think Minnesota is gonna be a good team this year. I they're I think a I, couple they're a couple missing parts away, but I I just don't see it. I think their defense is kind of weak. I think their uh, top six isn't amazing. Um, it's good, but like you need just, more than Kaprizov. Yeah, I mean their top lines: Kaprizov, Frederick Goudreau, and. Uh, Matt Zuccarello. Yeah. Zuccarello's so. good, though, still. Goudreau had a decent year. Frederick Goudreau had a decent year. Uh, he was actually on the Pens, if you I recall. remember that, yeah, yeah. I was kind of pissed that we lost him. I'm surprised he, he put up player. 50 points, but or 44 points, actually, last season. Not bad, but not a guy.
point per game. And yeah. Not even like like point six is kind of like third line, second line player, I'd say. Third line, not, not really second line, but uh yeah, that's that's really all I had on the central guys. Um the last division is the Pacific. Um hell yeah. I do have a thing on the Kraken, but Whoa. I wanna first I wanna first talk about Vegas. Um they're getting the goaltending they need to be competitive. I, I kind of expect they last year they were a team that couldn't really score. I expect this year to be a team that might have some pretty high scoring games. Um, if they can limit the chances in the other team, I mean, Logan Thompson seems all right. I didn't really know much about him last year. I had him on my fantasy team a few games after Laner got hurt. He played all right, dropped him here and there, picked him up. I mean, I, I, if they get this kind of goaltending, I think they could, they're a solid enough, uh, roster that they could definitely compete. I mean, yeah, they beat some quality teams this year, maybe. Uh, Toronto and those are two teams that could sniff the playoffs so Seattle Kraken are an honorable honorable mention they were a sleeper team for both of us if I remember (laughs) and I mean and like those are decent teams that they're beating it's not like they're they're it's not like they're barely beating them too their goal differential is plus nine which is currently second in the league behind the Bruins so it's like they're handling their games pretty well yeah, and their only two losses are both by one goal each. There you go. Like there you go. So close so, games. Like, a a pretty pretty deep roster. I mean, look down Eichel, Stone, Carlson. I mean, that's kind of crazy already. That's a pretty good team. March or so. Yeah. The only thing that might fuck them is um salary. I don't remember how exactly where exactly they stand on the the uh, cap hit but currently their project their cap hit pro- is projected to be 96 million 557 thousand which is 14 million dollars over the salary cap the only oh way gosh. that they got this can even do this is because they have shea weber robin laner and patrick nolan all on I- ltir nolan patrick so yeah yeah nolan patrick all on ltir which adds up to that 14 million and they're using all of it so Kucherov rule in play here, for I, sure. Trade someone you have to. I, I mean, the, the Shea Weber's not coming back this year. Robin Lehner's not coming back this year, and, and Nolan Patrick isn't either. So they can do this. It's legit. Oh, Nolan Patrick, I think he was a he came over in the Cody Glass trade with the Flyers. Yeah. I think he has concussion issues, so it's kind of a sad thing. He's a young guy, and it's like I. Even if he was a flyer, I don't want to see any player's career cut short by a head injury. That's just sad in general. Yeah, it sucks. Part of the sport, but it's nonetheless still sad. Helmet sensors would be a great thing to install if they haven't already to manage, like, hits. Like, Uh, if you get hit with a certain force or something. Oh, yeah. Like, it'll make this, like, sensor go off. We used them back in the central days. I was going to say something, actually. I was like, did you guys have those? Cause... Yeah, we did. And, like, they'd, like, light up when you took too hard of a hit. Mm. And That's interesting. You could. We were part of, like, a test group, I guess, to study the effects of, like, the concussions, I guess. Mm. Well, that is pretty and, cool. And, like, taking a baseline test to like manage like 
how the concussions affected you mm-hmm. and your well, like, reaction times and stuff. And I'm sure the NHL has something invested into that. I'm sure player safety, like nowadays especially, is important. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all I got for like minor. Um, if we want to go to the moot tracker just to finish it off, Matt, I have oh. a list of teams that You're are staticky right now. Am I? Yeah. Okay, you're good now. Okay, so moot tracker. I have I have the no, list of teams. No, actually, you're not. But do I sound bad? There's it's just your static. it's your background noise is a lot static. Huh. Give me one second then. How's that sound? That should be good. Okay. Well, the moot tracker. Um, so I kind of just divided the teams where uh, theoretical playoff line would be. And right now you're sitting all right. Um, for the Atlantic division, you pick the Florida Panthers, Detroit Red Wings and leaves. Um, right now, only the Panthers are sitting above that line, but obviously there's a lot of games to be played. Uh, in the Metro, you picked Carolina and the Pens and the Rangers. Rangers are the only team sitting below that playoff line, but this is the Metro. So they, they got to win to be anyway competitive in this in this division. Oh, yeah. um, in the Central, you pick Colorado, Blues, Predators, and I agreed with you on Avalanche and Preds, but the Preds are the ones that are uh, not playing well right now. We didn't really discuss it, but they are playing kind of crap right now <laughs> ever since those European games. But uh, we, we'll, we'll keep going with the moot tracker. Um, in the Pacific, you picked Carolina, sorry, Calgary, the Kings, and the Oilers. And the Oilers are the only ones that are sitting beneath the line, but they're also two games back, so they could definitely be there. So as of right now, you only have four or five teams out of the playoff contention. So you're, and they're kind of on the cusp, but you're right there. It's kind of like a crazy, like eight, 12 game or whatever, 12 team parlay. Like you're doing. Yeah. Like it's kind of crazy, but you're doing well. Money on it. (laughs) I'm not smart. Smart man would have. Well, you have somewhat money on it. By that, I mean, you'd have to spend money if you don't get it. Ticket, I guess. Yeah. For those who, or just tuning in for this podcast, uh, talking dirty every year. Matt comes on, does his predictions, and him and my co-host Guy decide to do a little bet on if he gets what ten or more correct, like the top three in each division correct. Um, Guy has to do something. Then if he gets eight or less, then Matt has to do something. If they get nine, it's a push. Last year they pushed. This year, what's on the line, Matt? Just everyone knows what the boot tracker is all about. Uh, on the line is we have to wear our respective our guy has to go to a pens game in a jackets jersey and then I'll have to go to a pens game in a Sidney Crosby jersey. Good. If was so, that supposed to be in Columbus or so you guys were getting like real yeah, it technical was, with yeah, it, it, so. it ended up being like both in like their respective cities you'd have to like blend in basically i think yeah. that i think it would should be is you have to go to columbus with a pens jersey yeah 
Pittsburgh in a Columbus jersey. I agree with that. That I think was, I thought that's what he said because I said I'd go to Columbus with you. Yeah, that'd okay. be a fun trip. I, like I would that. definitely do yeah. that too. You can pretend yeah. to be a Pens fan and be cool for a day. Yeah, you'll be you'll be literally like in the majority at a Pens Jackets game if you wear a Pens jersey in Columbus. Yeah, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get a push again. I have a feeling. There is uh, no chance to push. I thought. No, nine is a push. Not the push. Oh, is it? Okay. It's yeah. it's 10, 11, 12 teams correct, then that wins. Gotcha. Eight last guy wins. Nine is a push. Well, it'll be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Moot, yeah. moot, moot, moot. Um, so, I mean, that basically wraps up the minor review that we have with, along with Moot's tracker. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about or segment would been uh, or is – uh, fantasy hockey. I just wanted to get you know general vibes since you guys are both in our league and you know just talk about maybe what strategy you guys kind of employ. Or we can start with myself if you guys want, um, since I kind of prepared for this. Uh, I mean, we've been playing fantasy hockey for a very long time. We used to do points. One year we shifted to categories, which it's like points or goals, assists, you know, shots on goal. And I don't I don't know when we did it, but ever since then I've really liked playing it. It's kind of how we did baseball, but without all the stupid record bullcrap. Um, I if think it's you, pretty fun. I like. If you want a quick rundown on the league, like categories, basically you select the players that'll get you the most of a certain category, and try wow. to win like that category. So for example, goals, like. Whoever has, the, whoever has the most goals out of the, either team gets one point. And the points, <laughs> add, there's 12 different categories. So, like, the final scores will be, like, 9 to 3 or, like, 5 to 4. Or sometimes there's, like, a tie, like, 6 to 6. And, like, you just have to manage your team basically – with rotating players. <laughs> no, you're just Why explaining. are you guys laughing? I'm, I'm explaining the league, boy. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's categories. It's it's, it's, yeah, like, I didn't want to get too in-depth. I was just going to give a few examples. But, yeah, there, there's about... I'm, like, in our league, to, I'm about to clip that and put that for social. There you go. <laughs> it, but in, in our league, I mean, there, there's, like, what, 12 categories? Yeah, we compete yeah. over those categories instead of assigning points to a goal or an assist or a shot. So in our league, we kind of play with these huge rosters. I think we have like 22 players on our roster. Our draft night takes forever. And we we draft them. It's kind of similar to baseball, I mean, really, except not Roto or anything like that. Compete for these categories. And, like, yeah, you're going to get players who, you know, get a lot of a lot of, th- a lot of categories, a lot of stats. Um, my, my favorite stats to follow or win – every week so my team does well like what i build my team for is for hits blocks and uh shots and i like having good goalies i don't really go for the goal scoring or anything that's more of a secondary thing i think those are a lot more streaky than the other stats so i think it's harder to predict so i base my team around that and i've done very well in my entire category career um I, mean, I don't know what do you, Matt? Do you have any specific set strategy you implement, or do you? Just... Uh, yeah, I kind of like 
stick to the win faceoffs as much best I can every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, goals this year, uh, power play points. I drafted heavy on that. My goalies are kind of struggling a little bit, but like, it's early. And goalies, you are waiver wire pickups for me unless mm-hmm. you get like a really lucky in the draft. But I didn't have any draft luck for goalies. Yeah, honestly, for this year, I, I don't know what it was. I feel like goalies were going way quicker than they should. Yeah, they were. They went like super early and. It's like someone like, picks one and then everyone panics and is like, oh, no, I need a goalie. Like, I need to do this, too. It's like, well, not yet. You don't have to. For my strategies of this year, it's not really, like, paying off yet. The goals and the face-offs and that. Yeah, so but you like, are 0-2 hit. right now, right? I'm in and, last. Like, uh, I'm 2-0. Ryan is also 2-0. So Ryan's doing pretty well. He's making a lot of moves. It's a work in progress, but uh, I need to up my hits and blocks for sure. Sean's kind of kicking my ass. Yes, Sean kicked my ass in it, but I kicked his ass in goalies. So. Yeah, I need some goalies. I was kind of embarrassed upcoming. to be in the, the things that I usually try winning, so it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, do you guys, Ryan, oh. do you have any strategy you implement, or are you just kind of winging it this year i see you've had the most moves in the league at 19 and usually it's like uncle yeah so i mean so my first year of the league i wasn't i haven't been in as long as long as you guys i was never in points i've only been in first year i did fairly good made one first round against matt's dad Um, good and then i think i lost the next round like the semis or something like that but uh ever since then i've kind of had a shitty game this year, I've been trying super hard. Um, off of the first couple draft picks, I saw that I got Zibs and McDavid. My yeah. Team. Oh yeah. And I just realized like I've I have a lot of people. I've two guys are gonna win a lot of faceoffs. So I started like while drafting, um, I started like drafting more <laughs> for faceoff friendly. So I know that's a category that I can I should win each week. Um, mm-hmm. For defense, I focus on almost a, all my defense. I didn't care about assists or goals or anything. I just focus on hits for defense. I that is defense around blocks and hits. Um, good strategy. I, all my forwards on basically face-off wins. So even the guys who play, like, you're categorized as center or and a wing, like how they get the double dual mm-hmm. thing. The double I, picked, I picked the guys who had face-off wins who were the dual so I could fill my wings. So, like, I really went heavy on face-offs. Uh, now as I go... Another big strategy is I try to use up all my ads for each week. So if I have any left over on Sunday, I'll just drop anyone who's on my bottom who's not playing and just pick up people who's going to play the next day. So that way I start. I don't have to use an gotcha. ad at the beginning of the next week. If I have any left over, I'll kind of prep for Monday. If you have the win locked, you like prep for Monday. Yeah, that's smart. And yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly that's strat. what I've been doing. Matt just yeah. made the move right now. Yeah, goalies <laughs> um, usually are my last option. I mean, I was the last one to take most goalies. This, this year, I forgot you got first overall pick. Uh, that, that's I've never had that, and I've always wanted it just so I could pick McDavid and be like, yeah. I know. I love <laughs> God, I'm loving I'm it. Um, yeah, he's he's fantastic. Yeah, uh, so, I mean he'll he'll put up points for you by himself. Like you can, with having a good player like that, you can just like kind of absolutely. shrink away from that if you need to. One guy I've been keep I keep picking up and dropping. I think I had him every other day. Is uh, Ryan Reeves? I keep picking him up because he gets so many hits. Dude, that's hilarious. 
He does. He does. He he just does not do anything else. But he puts yeah. up enough hits that I just keep dropping him saying, ah, I kind of need him back. I need to get the hits tonight. <laughs> so I I might hang on to him the whole season, honestly, even though he's like kind of trash and everything else. Dude. Just so just to hold my yeah. hits category up. I mean, that's that's a good idea, honestly. And you know, what's funny is Pat mentioned today at work, he's like, dude, someone keeps picking up Ryan Reeves. <laughs> I was like, like <laughs> really? I'm like, I mean, he gets a lot of hits. Like, it's worth that's their that. Why. That's yeah. I, 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 so the, I think week one, I was losing hits by a lot. So I uh, sorted the free agencies by who gets the most mm, hits. Smart. And I saw his Reeves by, like, a lot. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to pick him up. And then when I needed to, like – Another category, I dropped threes, and then I picked it back up again. So I just think I was going to hang on to him and just keep I mean, him. Right. There's no real threat of anyone trying to steal him really either. Like, yeah, like I someone know. will pick him up and drop him for the same purpose. Like, yeah, but that would be now like the someone, only way. What if, what if Fake Ryan's listens to the podcast tomorrow and he's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to do that too. Because Fake Ryan's always a little sneaky. Yeah, he, he is real sneaky. Fake Ryan, yeah. He's what if I do it right now? The nah. only. The only uh, downfall of keeping Ryan Reeves, I think, is like sometimes they'll just healthy scratch him. I feel like I feel like he doesn't play. Yeah, I don't think he does. I don't know if he was. Either. I don't know if he did last year, but I know for every team before this, he really like barely played. I mean, he didn't barely played. He played like half, less than half the season, maybe. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't put up a lot of minutes either. You know, honestly, it's kind of hilarious that the Pens traded like a first round or something like that for him. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of stupid. I can't believe. Jim Rutherford did that, but yeah. Um, so, I mean, is that your player to watch then, Ryan? Ryan Reeves? I mean, yeah, I guess because like, all my uh, – he's like the only one I'm like, I just keep going back to in the well. Like everyone else, all of like my main guys have been solidified in my life. I'm never dropping them, all that stuff. But there's like I have – I like to keep like three or four guys on like the bubble that I can add drop. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ryan Reeves might have – I don't know, he might work his way into my my permanent roster just because yeah, I, I do love like specialist. I, yeah. literally just focus on one category. That's it. Just focus on hits, bud. It's not a bad move. It really isn't. Um, yeah, I, I I think that's a good move. And in some player, I have a few players that I think you know is worth ro- rostering. I'm not sure in some leagues if they're worth as much, but like Anders Lee and. Kubalik or two of the players that I was thinking of. I I know I wanted to draft on, Anders Lee after last year he got hurt. I was kind of pissed because he's pretty good, uh, but he's just I, I just feel like he has another step to give. I think he's going to be one of the better players on the Islanders, and he's actually put up seven points so far this season. Um, Kubalik is kind of the same way. He's owned in our league by Dunkel, of course, because Dunkel knows the Michigan teams um he's on the red wings he has 10 points and i think six games so he's also kind of on fire worth definitely worth adding even in like normal leagues like that's he might be better than i thought i didn't think he was going to take a step forward but i mean hey he's some seems like he is couple uh people i should mention to keep an eye on if you don't have them rostered they're more like big name guys like Nazem Kadri, like he's a stud. He's gonna be putting up tons of points for the Flames. Uh, There's the Pens. He scored two goals on them. Yeah. Uh, Troy Terry. He's only rostered in like 79% of our league in leagues. 
and like he's gonna keep scoring goals. Like he's a, he's a good goal scorer and natural talent. And we I haven't talked about Anaheim. Roster. Yeah, he is he is one of the bright spots on their roster. Um, Everyone knows like Cole Caulfield by at this point. Maddie Beniers. He's different. he's doing well. He's collecting points and winning some faceoffs. I'm a big big time believer that faceoffs are one of the most important stats in hockey. <laughs> Because like, it goes contr- face-offs, Stanley Cups, wins. <laughs> no. no, come on, let's face be off, realistic here. Face-offs, goals. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But like, you control the play when you win a face-off. So true. They got chase you. Yeah. Exactly. What if? But what if a team goes own eighty-two, but they have. Most of the phase off was. <laughs> then, uh, then my point is just completely trashed and all. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. I'll do something ridiculous. <laughs> just cry. Um, yeah, I just I cry probably. <laughs> no, I, I, I'd be like, oh wow, that team must have sucked real bad. Yeah, that's that's probably it. Or they they just didn't line up a center. <laughs> uh. <laughs> My my other guy that he's actually on my team that I think is worth adding is Gabriel Villardi. He has five goals, four assists uh, on the Kings. He, I I don't think I drafted him, but I saw that he was doing pretty well, and he has just been kind of on fire to start the season. I think the Kings are kind of due. I mean, this is not meant to be a pun or anything for a renaissance. I think. There will be a pretty good team. They they just lost uh, Dustin Brown to he retired, so I think it's kind of starting to change of the guard. He was kind of one of the last holdouts besides Kopitar and Dowdy and Quick of the the old regime. They're all pretty young team. Like besides the three, they're their big three, I guess. Although I wouldn't really consider Quick a big player as much anymore. But they're pretty young. They they could make it. They could surprise some people once again. I I think. Uh, the the one guy they drafted like I think two years ago Quentin Byfield I think he'll be good I think he broke his ankle his rookie year or something stupid like that so I think he just got set back by that but I think Byfield like I drafted him in our league last year because I thought he was gonna just be a beast right away but like he I, I agree with you like he's gonna be a good player I do think he'll be good he's a big body and he it kind of reminds me of like I don't want to say Jordan Stahl, but he's he is that kind of player, gritty player, hard to play against, sandpaper. You know, I I, I think I don't think I would necessarily center, add him. But he win faceoffs. Yeah, he's a center. He's pretty good at winning faceoffs. That's why I called him Jordan Stahl. Okay, yeah, because Jordan Stahl, he's like MVP in our league, basically like every Dude, year. Yeah, I know like, he's a boss. He, someone drafted him this year because they caught on to like how many face-offs he wins he wins like 15 to 20 every single game yeah he's the he played probably is their defensive zone uh centerman so when they're in the their d zone they'll win the face-off you know yeah yeah so you got you got playing when you can um do you guys have any other you know players to watch jordan stall shout out always love him uh i mean I don't really have that many players. I mentioned the three, but I'd also just like to mention Tony, Tony D'Angelo. 
Shout out Tony D'Angelo. I think he'll have a great season under Torts. I know he's kind of a piece of shit guy and probably shouldn't even shouted him out. Not going to lie, but I, I think he'll have a great season as a flyer. I think he'll be part of their, their kind of renaissance as well. All right. He, he, he's solid guy. Uh, and that, I mean, that pretty much wraps it up for hockey for me. My, the last segment as I wanted to call nerd culture would just be anything you guys really want to talk about. That's like kind of outside scope of, uh, hockey and kind of nerdy. Um, Two of the things I have is House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones stuff. Won't go into extreme detail, um, but I thought you know this this season finale was pretty hype. Matt, I don't know if you've actually watched um, it. I, I don't. I'm like I don't. Behind. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna spoil it. I, I, uh, I think it's it's gonna be a pretty hype next season. If do you want to go where I go for it? I. I. Yeah, I mean, I I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was good. I think I'll catch up before the next pod. And... Matt, take your take your headphones off so you can't hear me. All right, all right. Hey, I'll give you a thumbs up. I I think Amon, it, uh, who killed uh, Lucerius at the end with the dragon, I think he's gonna be like labeled a kinslayer or something, which is like one of the biggest sins in Game of Thrones. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't even know if his like mom's gonna accept him or something. I think. I know there's stuff with the books I haven't really read. I'm kind of familiar with it, but I haven't read it. But I feel like he that's like a huge stain on him. Um, yeah. And like, um, I think Damon's gonna get pissed. Well, because, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure in the books. I mean, I don't want to read too much into the book stuff because I know. Stuff, but I'm pretty sure in the books there is like a big fight between Damon and Damon. The Dance of Dragons, I think it's called. I think that's actually yeah. what the whole. Well, that's the war sport. Yeah. yeah, that's what the war is called. But I no, do I think they fight. Because I think I remember watching. I, I like. I, I'm a nerd. I like watching his breakdowns and Easter eggs and stuff like that. Those type of videos. And I'm pretty sure the one guy like the first time Eamon and Damon like looked at each other. So it's like, oh, they're they did they, look they fight. So like they mm-hmm. they're just trying to foreshadow that ahead of time. That's true. Um, they did give a foreshadow of that. Yeah, I no, but I do. I do really like it. Uh. I mean, he. It's funny because he knew exactly as soon as he did that, he knew like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and is is he gonna own it? I mean, he lost control of his dragon essentially, which is kind of scary to see. Like, which Luke's did kind of first. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he did attack him, which it's like first off, like I'm, why? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not run away, man. Yeah, dude, that that was just like a. I mean, it's it just kind of showed that both guys, both guys were just too young. And mm-hmm. can't control dragons yet, so like it's true. They are young. That's good point. Yeah, they 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 were if they were more experienced, they would because they kept saying they had to keep saying like serve me whatever, serve me whatever. Yeah, they lost control completely. Which is honestly scary for if you're a commoner in in Game of Thrones. I mean, Mel Melis and Rhaenys just killed all those people at the crowning of Aemon or sorry Aegon. So it's like, yeah. ugh, looks bad. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm glad you mentioned the book. I have one th- other thing about this is one of the things that uh, George R. R. Martin really liked about this season was Viserys Targaryen and how he kind of was like this family man, which is not something that was in the books at all. I don't even know if there's anything written about it, but I I thought that was interesting. He even said he wants to maybe rewrite some of it. I was like, when I heard that, I was like, oh Jesus Christ, dude, just finish 
your other <laughs> books before you rewrite anything. Like the Dang. cinematic universe can be kosher or whatever, like canon, but like just finish the books, bro. Like I people know. want you to. It, that, that it, it's ridiculous how he hasn't yet. Like I think I saw a tweet even like the other day that it was due like that day two years ago. It yeah, was like whatever like the final draft is whatever the book was due, and he never did it. Um, and, I'm pretty sure this is. They don't talk about being a failure, man. They just like call him like the peaceful king because he didn't. There's no conflict yeah. really, and he just like was just like fat and partied and mm-hmm. like, was, you're right. Everybody loved him. Like he wasn't like he was. No one complained about him. And then as soon as he died, like a civil war broke out. <laughs> yeah, when apparently when you name a woman as heir, it doesn't go well in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Daenerys can Marvel. attest to that as well. Hey, uh, uh, Dave. Whenever we'll have Matt put headphones back on, but I'm, what's this drop like? I can't believe Damon Red fucked that Sarah. dragon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, when Damon's head popped off. Oh, okay. like right. oh, oh, Matt, Matt, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear anything. Okay, good. Oh, so you didn't hear about Damon dying? Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, it was bad. His head popped off. It's, it was wild. It was kind of scary. Oh my god. It was pretty violent. I can't believe they are allowed to show like, that. Did you actually, did you actually not hear that? No. Oh. <laughs> like you did so it's like went and leaned into it. That oh shit, my bad, man. Holy shit. I mean that really kind of summed up our ha- House of Dragon talk. We I didn't want to speak too much on it. I know I'm you sorry. talked about it. No, on- dude, I, I I don't. You know me. I read all the Game of Thrones spoilers. I read the books, so I could be spoiled. Oh my god, why didn't you say that then? But I I wanted some mystery to it. Now like that like. That might draw me back into it. <laughs> I was losing interest, but like, if yeah, I don't know. Killed Damon, like, so, holy, holy shit. So, so for the losing interest crowd, because you're not the only one in our friend group that said that. I think Toby and I don't know. I don't know if Toby's watched it. I don't know if Dan's watched it. It's just like, I I don't know how they're not, because like, Dan honestly, this, he, he's refusing. I feel like this is a return to the roots of what it. made me like interested in game of thrones like the high high fantasy like magic with fucking blood and dragons like this kind of thing is really cool because it's it's i mean it's kind of grotesque in some parts like i mean like the one of the last scenes in not last scenes but scenes in the last episode there was a fucking miscarriage it's like that's just gross as fuck and you see graphic detail about it so uh yeah poor poor maddie's not gonna want to watch game of thrones anymore Man, that's fucking nasty, but... I yeah, know. I mean, that's that's all I had. I don't want to go too in-depth in Game of Thrones. I know Has Ryan Bran, Bran been in it yet? I had a theory. No, no. That, no that, but that, that's actually kind of a sick theory. That you're gonna see, we're going to see Bran because he's the third eye raving going back in time. Yeah. Any weirwood that's tree. Like, Any weirwood like, tree. I, I swear that, like, you know that Laris guy with the cane? Yeah. Yeah. I have a like they him and Bran both talk in a very like precise manner and like I I had a feeling that like maybe he was communicating to Laris but like the way you're shaking your head makes it seem like he's dead. He's, so. No 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 I I mean he's not dead but he's just Bran a, he's just a foot fetish guy that you find yeah out. That's yeah that's Bran. that was that's funny that wouldn't be Bran. Bran actually warged into him and lit Heron Hall on fire. <laughs> it was Bran that did it. <laughs> hey, Roland. The ghost of Heron Hall. 
Yeah. Uh, you guys a ghost. Got anything else Game of Thrones related? I, I we could, I have yeah. Rings of Power, and that's pretty much all I have left. Uh, I don't I have, have as a... much on Rings of Power. I don't know how many of you guys have, or either of you guys have watched it. I have not because I actually I fun haven't. fact about me. I'm a big nerd. I've never watched Game. I mean, not Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, yeah, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. So, and I've there's a couple, couple people told me like. Oh come on, man! You, you can definitely watch this without like watching the movies. It's its own thing, kind of. And I listened to the one Barstool podcast a lot for pop culture, and the one guy did, and he hated it. He hates the show, and because he, he never watched the movies. Yeah. And the other coasts were like, "Well, we love the show. We love the movies. So if you, it's maybe because you don't know the movies. So I don't want to yeah. watch this. But I watch the Lord of the Rings, which I I've always said I want to. I just need force to. I mean, it, honestly, you almost kind of need to watch the movies first to understand, like, <laughs> some of the pieces Who's, in play. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I, it, it kind of is doing yourself a disservice. It almost, this, these shows almost assume you've seen some of the show, or, sorry, movies. Um, I, I have a few notes on The Rings of Power in general. I learned something the other day that the Tolkien estate, who is, like, in charge of, like, the works of uh, Tolkien, um... They didn't sell the entire rights to Amazon, like rights to certain ages and stuff, just the appendices. So it could be part of the reason why they can't talk about certain people, certain elves, certain events is because if they reference it, it'll like break their contract or whatever rights they have, which I thought was super toxic and is a kind of a, a, staple by Tolkien estate actually they're kind of scummy people um there was like this one i don't want to say unreleased picture but like a picture that was under their like copyright someone released it to the internet and they're like take this down or we're gonna sue you and of course everyone in the internet grabbed the picture and started posting everywhere it's like that there wouldn't be the first time they've done something scummy and it's kind of sad because I think the fans kind of end up blaming like the producers and stuff. It's like, hey, if we can only they work only with this so stuff, work with, yeah, yeah, we're handicapped, so it's like we can't even mention important characters that like without being sued. To the Thrones point, I think like it put like I don't get me wrong, the ending was not my favorite. Oh, season eight Thrones. Yeah, yeah, like back th- throwback Thrones. Gotcha. D and D didn't have the quality of content to work with as they like could have if George was done with the series, you know. It, to go back to that, uh, another thing I learned about the original Game of Thrones as well is that the original pilot was shot by D and D, but it was so bad, people that they showed it to like were like, "Hey, we need to help you." So like the re- I think that's pretty apparent with how they handled the last two seasons. They were not equipped well to write that and like almost the same situation it these guys are also for rings of power they're the showrunners are new guys they're they're self-proclaimed tolkien nerds i mean i don't think the show's bad honestly like as as someone who went in probably a little biased towards the the like favoring it i don't think it was bad i mean i think the hype around it was way too much it was like the most expensive tv show ever like it's gonna get a shitload of marketing and publicity i mean can anything live up to the hype like that probably not maybe maybe game of thrones is i mean game of thrones i'd argue is a better show right now but 
I mean, that, that's another argument for another day. Um, I am like kind of shocked how toxic people are online with like the whole, it, there's a lot of racism stuff. It's just like, like seems like kind of out of nowhere. Like, Oh, why is there black actors? And it's like, who cares? Like, yeah, seriously. Like, like if it's inclusive and it like, it's like, do you really think this fantasy world had only white people in it? There's fucking elves, dwarves, and orcs. Like, are you that stupid and naive? Like, <laughs> they should include as That's... many people as they can to like target like all the audiences. You know, like, I mean, that just would be like the smart thing it's, to do. If it's the world, like, there's gonna be different people in it. Like, who really yeah. cares? <laughs> like, it's fantasy, yeah. ultimately. That's yeah. Um. I mean, so like one of the things that I did like about the show is that I felt like it was like faithful to the original like themes of the work. I mean, the elves, the men. I mean, it. The whole world I feel like is well built. It's like visually spectacular. Like it looks good to watch. I mean, some of the substance maybe isn't as strong, but I mean. You gotta set like the tracks in place for a good show. You can't just like go balls to the wall and like expect it to be, you know, this amazing craft. Like you, there's gonna have to be some work done, and like they definitely laid the tracks of, you know, the second age. With I mean, you guys haven't watched, but like Sauron rising up, and you know, fall of Numenor and stuff. It's it's gonna be fun to watch next season. I think next season will definitely be better than this one. Um. And we we talked about like the book changes in um, House of the Dragon. Um, my last point on Rings of Power is a book change that they made, which was one of the things that I kind of I, I feel like it sounds good in a book, but it wouldn't look good on TV. Is like the way that Sauron. Uh, so okay, so since you guys haven't watched, I'll explain a little bit. The way that Sauron in uh, season one. I don't know if you should I spoil it? I don't know if I want to. Do you guys care? I don't care. Okay, so that's fine. <laughs> Season one, they they make Sauron this human man that comes from the area where Mordor will eventually be. And that's a change from the original books, which had this uh this elf named uh Antinar, Anatar, uh, which is the Lord of Gifts, and he kind of like just befriended the the elven smiths of Aragion, which is where the elves are in Rings of Power. Uh, Celebrimbor, who's the guy who actually smiths the rings, uh, he, they like kind of like were, I guess, friends. They like uh, Sauron, who was Anatar, the Lord of Gifts, ca- like kind of taught them how to use magic and forge rings. Um, he, he, this is how he kind of like secretly forged the Ring of Power to control these rings. Long story short, the elves are too powerful for that, but to be controlled by Sauron, but that's kind of like how the rings in general came in place, uh, in the books, in the show, it's Halbrand, this man that Galadriel meets on like a shipwreck kind of, and he saves her. They eventually go to Numenor and then to the elves, uh, cause Galadriel is an elf. And he kind of just, he kind of does the same thing where he like name drops, uh, as a Smith that he knew. And, Calibrimbor's like, oh wow, and that kind of leads to the the rings being forged and Sauron like eventually showing his deceit, and it's just like I think the way that they did it in the show, there more is more drama in how they did it. They kind of made 
this Halbrand human guy, Gladriel's love interest of the first season, which I could see why that wouldn't really go in like with some of the hardcore Tolkien guys, like people who really follow the lore. Cause there's really not that many elf men relationships, but it's like drama for TV. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, Oh, that'll get these people to tune in. Will they, won't they kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's like a drama ad. I don't think, I, I feel like this random elf guy, the Lord of gifts walking around the town, giving people ideas and gifts and shit. Like, that's just like, you're like, what? Like, what are we like watching? This sounds so goofy. And it's like, I don't have any problem with that at all. Like, I think it's, it's a great book. I can't really, I'm not a famous, you know, novelist, but like definitely would be weird on TV for sure. Um, yeah. And that, and that's really all I got for this pod. I, I appreciate uh, you guys coming I out. Got a, I got a little segment. I want to call it, um, Moots Matrix. Part of nerd culture. Part of the nerd culture. <laughs> it's a sub segment where me and Dave discuss a video game and the game of the day. I'm going to just take it to the seas and <laughs> say, we're talking about raft today. You can be Halbrand, and I'll be Gladriel. You can save me on the on the boat. Okay, I'll make sure to <laughs> hold off on CPR unless you really need it. <laughs> so yeah, raft. So what do you? What, yeah. So like, uh, just basically like, what did you enjoy about the game? I could get into it first. You could get into it first. It's your. Uh, you can lead it. Go for it. You. Okay. Well, you what I enjoyed about. about Raft, like, if you got the right soundtrack going during that, like some SpongeBob music, <laughs> like with Pirate a couple music. good buddies, uh, maybe some like Davy Jones Locker theme. <laughs> you you could you could be going hard, and just like being productive on a raft. You start off basically on this like four by four square, and you got to fish out parts from the sea mm-hmm. and it's a survival based game a survival based game yeah and you just survive as long as you can on this raft you could like anchor at islands you could like kill the shark but like what i enjoyed most about it uh definitely the cooperative aspect where everyone's producing something at the same time mm-hmm. and everyone's like sticking to their like role i guess and Mm-hmm. so yeah it's raft and the team aspect is what i like about raft raft is a hard game to play by myself i definitely did not get as far as i did with you toby when we did it that once um to give ryan a little context raft is this game survival game collect shit build stuff collect shit build stuff the shark is constantly chasing you around so if you're in the water for an extended period of time it starts attacking you um I, I do enjoy Raft. I think it is definitely a fun game to just settle down and play. And, like, even, like, an hour long, you get a lot done. Um, what, like, what what else do you get? I know you had a few things on the game. Didn't you want us to give, like, a rating or something? Like yeah, that well? yeah, but, like, uh, before we get to our ratings, I'd say, like, pros and cons about the game. Like, pros, I'd say... It looks beautiful. That That's one pro I could give it. Like, I, I can give you a pro. It, it definitely has a great co-op, uh, cooperative mode. And it's not 
for survival games, it's really not that harsh of a penalty of like when you die and stuff like that. It's a pro for me. I'll, I'll give it a pro. The name's very straightforward and tells you really what the game is. It does. It really does. It's true. It mm-hmm. does. It's a fun game. Very fun game. And it just recently got updated, so there's like a bunch of new stuff. It's another pro. Free. It wasn't that expensive. It was cheap. Honestly, it was like 20 bucks when I bought it. So. Yeah, same. And to get into cons about Raft, I'd say the biggest con for me is how quickly you get like hungry and thirsty. Mm-hmm. I agree. And how and, quickly you go through tools. Yeah. Yeah, like um, a hook, like the plastic hooks don't last long enough, it feels like sometimes. Definitely. Great thirsty in real life or in the game? In the game. In the game, Wait, you have to I eat just, food. I just imagine like, Matt playing, you know, like, oh, I need he has food. A, he has a cup of salt water <laughs> next to him to make it real. Splashing his face a little bit. Oh, <laughs> salty seas. Get the rum yeah, like going. Give yeah. heads up. Get the goot real flared up. Oh, he shit, likes, no. He likes if you guys give him a heads up when you're playing so he doesn't eat the entire day. Wants <laughs> <laughs> to feel real. I mean, it's like that desert island, deserted island, like, feel. It's like something you know, you definitely don't want to experience in real life, but it's kind of fun when you play it in a video game. So, like, this brings me to the next point. Do you have any cons to... The cons really is, like, the tool usage, how quickly you go through it, and, like, yeah, the food and water is kind of insane. I mean, eventually, the water doesn't really become a big deal. It's the food that's always been annoying. You have to eat, like, six fish a day. It's like, jeez, man. Like, And then you got to have, like, one guy catching all the fish. And then if you get to an island, you just better hope that you have enough stocked up for yeah. looting. Yeah, you, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, the, the game has more, way more pros than cons. Like, honestly, I'm yeah. almost having trouble coming up with a con, but... Yeah, that's it's not even really a con. It's just like part of the game, I guess. But it's a uh, it's a fun game. I if if I'd have to rate it right now, I, I'd give it I'd give it four and a half out of five. Yeah, I was thinking like four point three out of five. That's and fair. The to cap the segment, the Matrix segment, uh, best setting to play this game in. For example, like sweaty, casual, chill, try-hard, cooperative. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd go sweaty. with cooperative. <laughs> sweaty like I'd be on the boat. What the <laughs> fuck is sweaty? <laughs> like sweaties when you get really into the game. Call uh, of Duty kind of sweat. Like, oh, okay. like a sweat. I thought, yeah. I thought you meant like you said to run around the block and then you could play. <laughs> nah. that's, that's what the cup of salt water is. It's Matt's sweat. <laughs> can't lose any fluids on this raft i might die i have to desalinate the water or the sweat mm-hmm. and get the water out of it or something but best setting to play this one in dave i i like a casual setting i'm not in my old age here of, of 27 i'm not too hard in like the fast twitch like play call of duty i kind of like the chill thing where i can just step away and you know say hey to kai or talk to say hey to roll in my dog yeah. so definitely prefer it and i think it's better in that setting i don't even know how you'd really can play this play this sweaty because i feel like you just wouldn't have fun i only have fun in a different game but i'm not gonna shout that one out tonight fork knife yeah. i'll shout it out fork knife yeah. Yeah, that that's the only sweaty game I like to play nowadays. Besides, you like, love you love you know, sweaty ones. Play with little boys on Fortnite. 
Matt likes being John Cena. I like default dancing on people. Matt likes when they're old men, really old men. Yeah, I like. Yeah. Oh my God, he's doing the dance right now. Matt, stop. Oh, you can't stop me. I'm going. <laughs> orange Justice, the Orange Justice. Hit it, hit oh, it real quick. Hit, hit, it, oh. hit it real quick for the YouTube. Hit it for, for the YouTube episode. Yeah, come on, Matt. You got to do it. Just it's orange. One, one Fortnite dance. One orange, no, orange Justice. I can't do the Orange Justice. I'm not <laughs> You your best Orange Justice. Is this actually going on YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's doing it. If you're if you're listening, go check out the YouTube at Dairy J Sports. Um, at Dairy J Sports, you'll find this on the YouTube. <laughs> He's in a position. Breathing exercise. <laughs> T posing. Oh my god. If you listen to audio, this is awful for you, but it's it's hilarious <laughs> to watch the visual. I bet Matt has his. Oh, oh, he's in the deep. I want him to do the orange justice. Yeah, I know he T posed. I bet Matt is. Uh, all, right, all right, ready. I'll, I'll give the orange justice a try. I can't <laughs> do it though. Do the best you can. Matt has his like blinds open right now, and his neighbors across can see him doing this. <laughs> <laughs> or that is the worst orange justice I've ever seen. What was that? I don't know. I just started dancing, man. I don't. I don't. I'm too old for the orange justice. <laughs> I just love dancing, my man. <laughs> Well, hey, this this was fun. I, I, yeah. I, I don't think uh, yeah, I've got anything else. I, I I had a fun time, this pod. I don't want it to end. But all good things yeah. must end, sadly. Yeah, so just as a programming note for those listening, um, we don't 100% have a full-on schedule yet. Uh, we might do this every week, might do this every other week. We will see how it's kind of received and do what we want to do with it. But if we do do it weekly, it will most likely come out on Wednesdays, not Thursdays. This is one's coming out on a Thursday, but from this point on, it's usually going to be Wednesdays. Cool. Cool, um, cool, cool. Follow at Dirty J Sports on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We'll post a lot of stuff there. But uh, we also have a Dirty J Sports Hockey, Dirty J uh, Hockey, right, account? Uh, yeah, I, I should probably – I don't remember the exact handle. Let me see. Well, I think on Twitter it's at Dirty J Hockey. I don't know if we have an Instagram for it yet. So we need I don't think so. I can make that. I can get that rocking and rolling. Or you yeah, can that, get yeah. rocking and rolling. I don't care. Either way. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that off off the pod. But For sure. Right. So, for now, so, let's follow at Dirty J Sports on Instagram and Twitter we, and TikTok. We will get a the Dirty J Hockey up and running. But before, for now, just do that Dirty J Sports. All right. I got a hockey quote to end us. Go for it. I love it. All right. This is in solidarity with Ryan's two chains line of the week. <laughs> I suggest you check them out. But tonight's quote, it's uh, Jeremy Roenick. I hockey fans are familiar oh, with him. And the quote is, yeah, I'm cocky and I'm arrogant, arrogant, but that doesn't mean I'm not a nice person. Jeremy Roenick. That's, that's the quote. Uh, of all the things he's done and said, that is not what I expected you to say. That's, that's awesome, though. That's a good. That's a good first uh, quote of the week. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Matt. Expect to get a good one next week too. Oh yeah, I got them in my bookmarks. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, boys. All right, all right, guys. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Good recording. All right. Thanks for listening. Cool.
Yep. See Thanks. you guys later. See ya.